Well, everybody, we finally made it. It is Super Bowl week, and I would like to welcome you all to the Stop the BS Super Bowl special. I am very excited for Sunday, this whole NFL season. It's been a great year, but now it's time for the Chiefs and the Buccaneers to duke it out to see who will become this year's Super Bowl champion. Swank, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling pumped, man. Super Bowl is finally here. We've got a great episode laid out for everybody. Um, going over some bets. I hope my my team, who I will not announce till the very end of the episode, wins the Super Bowl so I can get my 10 bucks from you. But well, I'm excited and ready to see who wins. Yeah, we didn't mention that yet, but on this podcast, we will be making a humongous wager. I know, it's huge. $10. <laughs> wager between me and Swank on who's going to win the Super Bowl because we're on opposing sides in this one. But I want to take it straight in to stop the BS, our main segment where one person makes a bold statement and the other person says that they agree or calls the BS and explains why. Ryan, how about you go with your first statement? All right, and this one is 100% not debatable, bro. Not debatable whatsoever. Okay. The Lions 100% won the Goff and Stafford trade. Well, I'm going to tell the folks at home first, if you have not kept up with NFL news, which everybody probably does know, Jared Goff got dealed to the Detroit Lions for Matt Stafford, and it was two first-round picks and a second-rounder, right? Uh, might have been a third-rounder. Let me pull it up real quick. Um, no but, I mean, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, no, it's a huge deal. Dude, Rams sent two first-round picks, a third-round off for Matthew Stafford. I think Lions uh, – dude, here's the thing. Jared Goff is, is not a good quarterback whatsoever. Whatsoever. He is Mitchell Trubisky 2.0. That's my, that's my personal opinion about Jared Goff, and that's how it's always been that he's not a franchise quarterback. He gets carried by his defense in L.A. That's why he looks so good. But he's not. Plus, he had a hell of a receiving core in L.A. that's very underrated and that Matt Stafford is going to use to his advantage. And here's the thing about the Rams is that they don't need draft picks right now. Look at their roster. Where do they need help? The quarterback position. And they just took care of that with this. This trade honestly came out of nowhere. I was actually reading up about it, and Carolina was about to get Stafford until the Rams swooped in with this deal and stole him from him. I I think the Rams won the trade. Okay, uh, I disagree with you completely. Don't get me wrong. Matthew Stafford is an upgrade for sure from Jared Goff, okay? But Jared Goff is not that bad. He's not good, but he's not bad. And you're giving away two first-round picks and a third. I love this trade for two reasons. One, the Lions actually did something right for their franchise in the first time in like 10 years. Two... Deshaun Watson's Watson's price just went through the roof. If you want them from us, you have to give us at least four first-round picks. There's no other way around it. Unless you're giving us some Pro Bowl or or whatever. But if you're not giving us any super good players, you've got to give us at least four first. So that's why I like this trade for both those reasons. But I I think Stafford will succeed in L.A., but the Lions, for their future and for their franchise, won the trade. Speaking about that Deshaun Watson piece that you had as well, yeah, no, they they completely screwed over everybody else trying to get a quarterback in this offseason. 
Like, literally, you have to give up your whole draft class if you want to get Deshaun Watson. That's why, Chicago, if you're listening, do do not go for him. Because uh, I heard from the Texans, I heard, I think it was on Bleacher Report, they wanted two defensive starters and at least two first-round picks. That Maybe. I haven't, I haven't really heard anything. All I've heard is that we are, have not whatsoever tried to trade him at all. So. so think about this. Let's say Chicago goes for him. We give him Khalil Mack, Jalen Johnson, and two first-round picks for Deshaun Watson. That is not worth it at all. I don't think Deshaun Watson's going anywhere anymore. Who's going to deal him for that much? There's there's a team out there. Well, well based off your logic, why not the Rams? Why didn't the Rams try to get him? I don't know. I I honestly don't know. I don't know why they picked Stafford over Watson. But also, I mean, well, they have been hard. Yeah, they they knew the price for Watson was higher. But if, like like you said, if they want to win right now, they got the team to. Why didn't they do it with Watson? Well, also, you got to remember that your Texans are playing hardball, saying that they're keeping Watson and that they're not trading anything, and his value was probably a million times higher. So they decided to go for Stafford, who was the second best option. I mean, Dak Prescott's a free agent, but we all know that he is re-signing with Dallas. He is not going anywhere. That's why they went for him. I don't know. But you know what? Speaking of quarterbacks this offseason, here's my stop the BS statement. Derek Carr will not be a Raider next season. Bro, are you going off that one thing you saw yesterday about how the Raiders were interested in Watson? No. Okay. Well, I still think this is some bullshit. Derek Carr will definitely be a Raider next season. Derek Carr is in multiple trade talks right now with different teams, including Chicago, I believe, um, no, right now there's a three-way deal. You know, literally today from the New York Post, Derek Carr could have more chaos to the NFL quarterback here. So, like, look, trade odds. Bears, Patriots, Washington, Colts. There's a shot that Derek Carr is not a Raider next year. And I don't think he's going to. He's been rumored almost, I'd say for the past two to three offseasons, to be dealed somewhere. Rumored. And it hasn't happened. I feel like the iron's going to strike this year and he's going somewhere else. Nah, bro, he's staying. He had a really good year with them, and they're very close to truly figuring it out. They remind me a lot of the Cardinals, okay? They're they're one piece away from finally making the playoffs again. So I think Derek Carr stays, and he's going to be in Vegas for a little while longer. But that's the thing. How you said that he had a good year this year, after his good year, which he did, you are correct. They got a lot – that just showed that he's a good quarterback, and they could deal him for a lot more, that he's worth something. You're right. His value went up, but then who are they, they going to fill that hole with? Hit the draft. Because, look, everybody is everybody is swooping for draft picks right now, especially if you're looking for a quarterback, because there are a lot of good quarterbacks in this draft class. Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones. That's five, that's five or six. I, I, I can't count. I'm bad at math. I got to see in it this semester. But – um. <laughs> but there are a lot of quarterbacks in this draft class. I wouldn't be surprised if the Raiders deal them for a first round pick and pick up somebody new in the draft. You uh you left out Kyle Trask, but yes. Kyle, um No, no, that's another take that I have. Kyle Trask, he sat down at the end of the year. Maybe he was trying to drop his draft stock, but God, he played horrible. He played horrible to the end of the year. Bro, Kyle Trask had a, a hell of a year. What are you talking about? Did you not see the end of his season? It was horrible. 
one game at the end of a season does not determine an entire season. One game? Dude, 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 dude. Do you not watch college football? Dude, he was up for Heisman. Yeah, he was at the beginning of the year. Look at the end. Completely fell off. God, that's because you realize you realize Florida in the bowl game was missing like nine starters or something like that, right? Oh, they were. Oh, my bad. I don't watch college football. Oh, look at that! Look how the tables have turned. <laughs> all right, all right. Go, go with your second statement. Let's stick to the NFL, bro. Hold on a second here. Against Alabama in the SEC championship game, he went twenty-six of forty with four hundred and eight yards, three touchdowns, and no picks. Dude, you have no idea what you're talking about, man. Get get out of here, God. Who won the game? Alabama by six. Exactly. Winner, winner. He had 175 pass rating against Alabama. Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. Just go. Go with, go with your second one. Ignore that. I'm bad at college football. Okay. Just to add on to it, just real quick. He led, He was second in the nation in passing yards and first in the nation in touchdowns. <laughs> then how are how, – I don't care. Go. God, oh. dude, what a bum. Such a bum. Okay. Sorry, I don't watch college football. Deshaun Watson, if we do trade him, which I still don't think we will. I talked about this last week. I still don't think we are. But if we were to, he will win a ring no matter where he goes by the end of his career. No, it depends on the city. It okay. really depends on the city. And also, I mean, he might go – who knows? Maybe he gets dealed there. He stays there for a few years, and then he gets dealed again. But, like, if he goes to New York, I'm sorry, but you're not winning a ring in New York. If he goes – I think if he goes anywhere in the AFC, he is not winning a ring. If he goes, Oh, Deshaun – hold up. Deshaun can win a ring with the Jets in a few years. No, I, I, no, because you have way too much competition in the AFC. If he wants to win, if, if, if he's looking to win a ring, you go to the NFC easily. Who's your competition? The Rams, the Bucks are going to be done after next year, after Brady's contract runs out and he retires. Um, then the Bucks are going to be looking for a quarterback as well. Who do you have? The, uh, the Rams, the Cardinals, Saints are going to be awful next year. You got Green Bay. Uh, what other competition is there in the NFC? Uh, not not too much, I guess. Not too much. Then you look Seattle, at- Seattle, Seattle, Seattle. Yeah, Seattle. But then you look at the AFC. There were two teams in the NFC at eight and eight. My Bears at eight and eight, and the football team at seven and nine that made the playoffs. The Dolphins, who were ten and six, missed the playoffs in the AFC. If you want to win a Super Bowl, if Deshaun Watson, I'll, I'll agree with this statement if he goes to a team in the NFC. If he goes to the AFC, there's way too much competition. I don't see it happening. Okay. Boom, motherfucker. What's your response to that, huh? I mean, good take, I guess. I mean, I don't know. That was a too fun. I, I okay. Um, that, now on to my second statement. The 1985 Bears are the best team of all time. Nobody gives a flying shit about this statement, man. I must say. I care a lot about it. 1985 Bears are one of the most memorable teams in history. 
from the Super Fans Super Bowl Shuffle. Even though you didn't even know what that was before, bomb. How am I supposed to? I'm not a Bears fan, and I was born in 02. Bomb. Even if they're not the best team of all time, they are the best defense of all time. Okay. Easily. Easily. But if you look at the offensive side, what? It's Super Bowl week. How are we going to not talk about them? <laughs> God, we, you're, you're so biased. You're so biased, bro. No, I'm not. But then you got Jim McMahon, who was a decent quarterback on offense. And you have one of the best running backs of all time in that backfield, Walter Payton. They, they absolutely, uh, even just looking at the Super Bowl, their only loss in 1985 was to the Dolphins with Dan Marino. Besides that, undefeated the rest of the year. Literally in the Super Bowl, they had six turnovers in the Super Bowl. Blew out the Patriots. They didn't allow a single touchdown in the playoffs besides in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl when they let them score, score one touchdown. And we beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl 46 to 10. That team, best team of all time. No one beats it. All right. I'm fine. I'm fine with it then. If, if I'm taking your word for it, I'm looking at the stats and stuff. I'm okay. I'll agree with you that this could be the best team of all time. It is. Let's go. Bears are the best team of all time. We're good at something for once. Uh, you were good at something 35, 36 years ago. Hey, man, ring's a ring. Ring is a ring. Nice. Right, go go with your third one. I love this one. The Weekend, the halftime show. These are my boys. This is my favorite artist. Will be the most entertaining halftime show since Katy Perry and Left Shark. Ooh. You're forgetting something big time here. Sweet, sweet, sweet victory. SpongeBob at halftime. <laughs> I remember that. It just wasn't as cool as I thought it'd be. Yeah, no, it wasn't. But then Travis Scott came out. The guy from Fortnite. Yeah, and he sang Sicko Mode. <laughs> God, ah, uh, you love the weekend, so you have a crush on the weekend, honestly. I'm okay. I, I they are my favorite artists, like I said. Um Sure, I guess. I don't know. I don't really I don't really watch the halftime show. But yeah, no, I'll go with you. I mean I kinda like the weekend. A lot a lot of people actually don't really know who the weekend is, but do you see what came out today about how much money he put in himself? I heard that he put in a large amount of money. How much was it? Seven million. Oh my god. All out of his pocket? Yep, straight from him. Wow. Seven million dollars for like a twenty-minute performance. He 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 wanted to make it. He wants to make this the best performance ever, and he put in seven million of his own money just to you know amp it up. How are they doing? Do you know if it's like pre-recorded somewhere else? No, bro. They're definitely performing live. You think so? Why wouldn't they? There's twenty-five thousand people at the Super Bowl. I heard that they were thinking about doing it remote. No way. Somewhere else. Yeah, no, that was a rumor a while ago, but maybe. Bro, it, if it if it's if it's like pre-recorded, then it will not be good. It has to be live in order for it to be the best ever. Or the best since Katy Perry. Yeah. Katy Perry. Left Shark. Oh my gosh. Dude. <laughs> that was long ago. All right, all right. We'll get into more Super Bowl talk later, but going back to kind of free agency coaching and all that, my final stop the BS statement. It's about your boys, the Texans. The Texans coaching hire of David Coley is one of the worst hires in the past 20 years. I'm sorry. I'm sorry to 
to say it, but it is. This is a little over dramatic. No, it's not. Oh, hold up. To go out, go back real quick. The weekend is performing live. So he is? Okay. Okay. I'll agree with it then. And okay. To get on this statement, 20 years, bro. Come on, that's bold. Look, I was not happy with this hire because I know when the Chiefs twenty four the twenty fourteen Chiefs that did not have a wide receiver catch a touchdown in the regular season. That was David Coley's wide receivers. He was the wide receiver coach. I know. <laughs> then with the Ravens last year, the passing game coordinator. Worst passing game in the NFL. I know. With all that being said, though, as a fan, I have to be somewhat optimistic. He, so far, our entire coaching staff has changed. And although I'm somewhat hesitant on this hire, the, all the other hires have been, I believe, to be really, really good. We got your old your old head coach, Lovey Smith, is our new DC. Did you see that? Love Lovey Smith. You're you're gonna like him. Yeah, I know. Love. I think he's gonna do a good job with us. Our quarterback coach, I don't know if we got him just yet, but we're we're about to either sign him or we, we did sign him. Um coached Andrew Luck in Indianapolis and last year coached Justin Herbert. Okay. Yep. So that was a big one. Um and then there's been some other few hires that have been good. So even though Coley might be a really bad hire, at least he's bringing in what seems to be the right staff. So I'm, I'm, I'm optimistic, but I think 20 years is a little bold. We haven't even seen the guy have a season yet. So Here, here's the thing. I mean, just looking at his past, I think that next that in the past 10 years, I think that that's guaranteed. Could be the past 20 years, but the issue is, yeah, he's made a lot of good hires around him, but he leads this team. This is his team now, and we've seen how he's done how he's done in the past. It has not been good. I think that your defense is going to improve a lot around Lovey Smith, though. Lovey Smith was a hell of a coach here. Hell of a coach. He got fired because he went 10-6 and six and missed the playoffs. 10-6. <laughs> he, he's a really good coach. You're going to like him. But David Coley, his pass just does not speak for him. I think that even if you guys have Watson next year, if you go anything under 8-8, eight eight, he is a complete failure. Whoa, whoa, no. What? Yep. We just went yep. four and twelve. How do you say that? Yep, that's a joke of a you statement hire, right there. Hire, that's a joke. No, nope. you hire a whole new coaching staff. You keep your star quarterback. And my guess is that the Texans—they have a little bit of cap room, right? We're right bit. now we're negative seventeen million. Oh Jesus Christ! You guys are screwed. No, you, guys you know are that only ranks like twentieth in the NFL. I know everybody's over. Everybody's poor. Everybody's in debt. 23rd, I think. Twenty, yeah. Oh God, man. What? And we I, also have to. I, we also have to re-sign Will Fuller. So I don't know what we're gonna do. Well, rumor has it we're letting go of JJ Watt, which will save us about 15 million. Yeah, but also, the thing is, is I don't think the NFL really cares about the cap woman anymore. I mean, they let the Saints go 100, 112, 115 million dollars over. Yeah. Yeah, you you could go out and sign somebody for a hundred million. You'll be fine. Don't worry. <laughs> but I don't know. This coach, he just doesn't speak to me. I don't like him. I can't. And I mean, you could throw shots at my coach, Matt Nagy, all you want. I don't like him either. Bad coaches. I think the real problem with this is that you guys, you guys missed the start. Because you know the whole thing with oh Watson wants to be enemy. I could tell that there was probably some confusion at the Texans uh, HQ, and they were deciding who they should pick up or they should wait it out for the enemy to uh, appease Watson, and it this is who they got. Yeah. 
I want to be enemy too. Supposedly he doesn't he doesn't um translate well to being a head coach. Apparently his interviews have been bad. I don't know. Those are just rumors though. I still wanted him, so I've heard also that he wants to wait until Andy Reid leaves and become the head coach of the head coach of the Chiefs. Yeah, that's realistic. Yeah, I get that. All right, but that's it for the stop the BS segment. Now on to our next segment. Real deal and attack mode. Let's start off with real deal. You wrote the question. You lead it. Up, you lead us in, Ryan. Let me lead it in. I'm gonna get my answer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you could ask Tom Brady one question at the Super Bowl interviews, what would it be? And I would ask Tom Brady what it's like to kiss your kids on the mouth. <laughs> I was about to say that. I, I really. Like, like I, we read over everything beforehand about the show. I did not read over this, and that was the first thing that I was going to say. <laughs> Is that realistically what you would ask? Him? Yeah. No way. Realistically, no. no. Way. In person, I'd freeze, and I wouldn't say that. I'd find it disrespectful. But like, but but if you're on like a fucking like Zoom call with him, <laughs> no, because nobody has the balls to do that, man. But it'd be funny. Oh my god! What what about Patrick Mahomes? You have that written on there. <laughs> What's it like to have a gay brother? <laughs> <laughs> wow, wow! So like, I thought that this was gonna be a serious one. I'll bring the serious answers. <laughs> wow! Wait, okay. disclaimer, disclaimer. I'm not actually sure if he's gay and. Trust me. He's not. Trust me. I I think he has- I know people who are gay. I, I support LGBT, all that stuff. But he, he does TikToks on, on – and he gets made fun of. So it's really funny. So. Yeah. But I'll, I'll, go, I'll go with serious ones here. If you could ask Tom Brady any question at the Super Bowl interviews, what would it be? I'd ask Tom Brady what it's like to have a father named Nick Foles. Oh, good one. That's – ask him. I mean, he – He's never he's never beaten Nick Foles. He Tom Brady he can he, he can say he's the goat he can say whatever he wants. He can't beat Nick Foles. He can't. Patrick Mahomes. I'm gonna. I would ask him honestly. How does it feel to ha- how does it feel to not have a Nickelodeon Valuable Player Award? Yeah, bang, get wrecked. Yeah, because Mitchell Trubisky has one and he's better than you. That's what I would say to him. God. <laughs> That was funny. That was funny. All right. Go, go with the, and then the attack mode. Once again, this is the swank segment. That's all you. Go ahead. I'm, I'm not, again, like, like last week, I'm not going to go, you know, super heated here. But my attack mode this week is Browns fans wanting Watson and disrespecting Baker on Twitter. I'm curious. Did you see this, Connor? I've seen glimpses of it. Not, not a lot. So basically, when all the, the, the sound rumors were floating around last week, all these Browns fans were like, oh, my God, like, Bring him to Cleveland no matter what. Get him here. And then Baker just responds like, like, what the hell, man? Like, that's ridiculous. As a Browns fan, you wait that long. And you already and Baker has proven to, you know, not necessarily hundred percent proven, but he's proven to be your guy. So and he led you to the playoffs for the first time in forever. And he actually won you a game on the road in Pittsburgh. And then he all these fans are coming out here and being like, Bring us Watson, come on. Yeah, I just can't imagine being Baker. And seeing those and being like, what else can I do for my city 
and for my fans, you know, to prove that I'm the guy. So if I was Baker, I would have taken this as disrespectful, which he kind of did. If I'm a Browns fan and I tweeted that I want Watson, I get why you want him, but you got to you got to know what you have, man. You got to be thankful at least that you have Baker, who's a leader, who's leading you in the right direction for years to come. I kind of want to speak on this a little bit as well. I know that I only saw glimpses, but you know, I get the gist of it. Watson, he's good, but Baker is your guy. How can you do that to him? If I'm Baker Mayfield, though, reading all this, I'm using that as motivation for next year. Prove him wrong. Show him that you're better better than Watson. You know, use it as motivation. But also, coming from the Bears fan of me, who has never had a good quarterback ever, stop complaining. Stop. Why would you want him? You literally have a franchise quarterback on your team. Please, I'll take Baker. I'll take him all day. Give me Baker, please. <laughs> I've had to live through Jay Cutler, Sexy Rexy, Mitch Trubisky. Look at those three quarterbacks right there. And there's been a lot more. Mike Glennon. We signed Mike Glennon to like a $75 million contract. I've had a, I've had a lot of heartbreak because of quarterbacks over the past few years. Stop complaining about Baker. He literally took you to the playoffs for the first time in 20 years. Yeah. Um, just just FYI, I've also kind of had a problem with quarterbacks before Deshaun Watson, man. It was rough. And that's another thing. The Bears could have had Deshaun Watson. <laughs> oh. You could have had Patrick Mahomes, dog. Ah, that's horrible. I That just pissed me off. But you know what, guys? On – to the this was this was two short segments because we saved it all. We saved a lot of time for our Super Bowl special. We got a lot of questions. We got a lot of bets, and of course, to end it off with our picks for who's going to win the big game. Let's start off with the first question that we have. What is the best Super Bowl in the past ten years? Tell me, Swank. My I think the best Super Bowl in the past 10 years was 2015 Patriots for Seahawks. Oh, that was a good one. That had a lot of good moments in it. But, but I mean, especially not running it on the two-yard line. I, I think I think if Seattle won that game, then, then it would have been my favorite. But it's just... No, it's ugh, not my favorite. It it's the best. It's the best. Oh, There's a difference because obviously I don't want the Patriots to win. But Oh, I misread that. Sorry. Sorry. Um, I think it would have been the best if Seattle won, though, in all seriousness. If Seattle runs it in there with Marshawn Lynch and they win the game, that's the best Super Bowl. Now, mine is easily by a landslide 2017 Patriots versus Falcons, the twenty-eight to three game. This is this is everybody's man. I wanted to be different, you know. Yeah, and I mean it's close, but like Pats versus Falcons, first Super Bowl to ever go to overtime. And I saw a stat stat line the other day that they played like during the game. I think it was at like the start of the fourth quarter that teams who were down like nineteen points at the start of the fourth, I think, were. Teams who were up by 19 at the start of the fourth quarter were 93-0. and 
Mm. And Brady ended that. Uh, for me, that also solidified Brady being the GOAT easily. Um, is that is that true that that was the first Super Bowl to go to overtime? Yeah, no, that was the first ever Super Bowl to go to overtime. You know how I learned that actually? Oh. Back in the day, Logan Paul went to the Super Bowl, and I watched his vlog about it, and they showed it on the big screen. <laughs> that's serious. That's how I – no, because they never said that when it was playing. Like, that's a huge stat that it's the first ever Super Bowl to go to overtime. And it, it wasn't even said. Wow. That that most legendary Super Bowl, uh, at least in the past 10 years. And speaking of that, the show, right when we were on that segment, it hit 28 minutes and 30 seconds. So, on to the second question now. What is your favorite Super Bowl moments that you have been alive for? For both, I was born in 03. What were you born 02. in 02? Okay. You go ahead first. Again. Okay. My favorite Super Bowl moments, I have three. Okay. Referencing my, my the best Super Bowl in the past 10 years, Jermaine curses catch to bring the uh the seahawks to the goal line and then for them to lose okay obviously i didn't want the seahawks to lose but moment wise that was insane right do you remember that catch by jermaine curse i'm curious i do wasn't it like on i remember it was on the right sideline it was a it was kind of like a hail mary ball straight to him and didn't it like hit off like his like he was on the ground and it like bobbled off of like like yeah. two guys and then yeah like, yeah it's just crazy um, my second one is obviously the Philly special 2018 Eagles versus Patriots. And then mm-hmm. my honorable mention is of course the helmet catch 2008 Giants versus Patriots. Nice. Nice. I actually, I, I like that helmet catch. What a moment, but mine, I got to start off with my favorite. I mean, I was only three years old when this happened. I found out about it on YouTube a few years later. But this is tied for my favorite player of all time. Devin Hester in 2006, Bears versus Colts. Even though we lost the Super Bowl, took the opening kickoff to the house on the first play of the game. Awesome. If only we won that Super Bowl, that would have been that would have been remembered in history everywhere. But still, what a great way to start it. Then I have, oh yeah, also that Super Bowl took place on a very special day, February 4th, which is actually tomorrow. Happy birthday to me. And then Philly, Philly. That's got to be another moment. Philly, Philly, when Nick Foles caught the touchdown, I wish he could do more of that in Chicago, but Nick Foles is now guaranteed a bum except when he plays against Tom Brady. Also another moment that I love is sweet victory at halftime. The older generation, they won't get it as much. Like, the people in their 30s to 40s are probably like, what the hell's going on? But our generation loved it. Except when they cut it off and then Travis Scott came out. That pissed me off. And then the power outage in the Ravens 49ers game. That was a while ago, dude. Why is that one of your favorite moments? That was scary as hell. That was awesome. Like, the power just went up. It, you see it? It's a moment. You don't forget it. You don't forget right, it. Right, but this is favorite moments. How is that one of your favorites? I don't know. It's just awesome. The power went out. The... <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was just it was crazy. And hang on. I'm going to throw another question in here. What's the most boring Super Bowl in the past 10 years? Dude, this is without question. It was, it was Patriots-Rams. 
mine's a tie, honestly, between Patriots, Rams, and um, Broncos, Panthers. Mm. Broncos, Panthers was a boring game. Like, sure, it had some more points scored in, but it was a boring game. SMH at Cam Newton not diving for the ball. <sighs> Disappointing. Disappointing. All right, number three. You wrote this question. Read it off. What is the best Super Bowl Sunday food? Go go with your answer first. Wings, dude. 100%. No doubt. What do you think? Yep. Wings? I, I want to explain mine, mine in a little bit, but you also said what's your favorite wing flavor. We can talk about okay. that. Okay. I wanted to ask you too because I have a lot of, you know, there's a lot of good wing flavors out there. Um, I say my three favorite, not in any particular order, are Asian Zing, Buffalo Wild Wings, Parmesan Garlic, Buffalo Wild Wings, or Lemon Pepper, Wingstop. I don't like Wingstop. I don't like uh, Buffalo Wild Wings that much. I go to a few local places, but my favorite wing flavors, classic Buffalo's up there, uh, Parmesan Garlic, but my favorite is Spicy mm. Garlic. So good. But now I'm talking about my Super Bowl, right? Ryan knows I go to one of my buddies' house every single year since fourth grade to watch the Super Bowl. Every single year. This year's our last one since we're all seniors, but we always – and then there's one of my friends, Blake. Shout out to you, Blake. He caters us Raisin Canes every single year. And, dude, when he comes in with that chicken – and the Texas toast and the fries. Oh my God. It is the best food to watch during the game. Also, we always get Domino's pizza. Can't go wrong. Can't go wrong with Domino's. But still, raisin canes just because of the memories. And also, you know, we eat it every year. Why'd you just spell correct <laughs> Domino's wrong about it on the document? But raisin canes by far. Uh, I love raisin cans, dude. Cans are so good. Their sauce is amazing. I'm telling you, try it. Try it on Super Bowl Sunday. It just hits different. Shout out to you. I've again, had it. Like, I've had it on Super Bowl for- Sunday before. It's really good. But I still think wings hit different. Dude, remember when we went to Hooters? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. Also, we can talk about that for people who don't know. Ryan lives in Texas. I'm out here in Illinois. And he he comes and visits every summer, but you came during November for that, and we went. And this was like I think yeah, because it was fundraiser. Remember, yeah, 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 yeah. We went to Hooters. Oh my god! And you just see a bunch of prepubescent boys sitting at a table <laughs> at Hooters. Oh, that was no, that but was the wings are like legit good. Yeah, no, they are good. So Hooters. Like, I'll always say to people, you know, they'll always go, oh, you go for the woman at Hooters. No, they're wings. The women aren't even that fine. Come on. It's the wings. Wow. Wow. Swank throwing a shot at the Hooters. No, not all of them, but most of them. Okay. I I mean, I like the scenery in there, to say the least. (laughs) (laughs) But, But Hooters is good. Now, okay. Okay, okay, we're done with that conversation. So we've done all of our questions. We've done everything. Now you're probably wondering, all right, who do you got winning this game? We're not there yet. But as you guys know, the Super Bowl is one of the biggest days for sports betting. Everybody bets on almost 
everything that happens during the Super Bowl. So we have a bunch of lines. We have a bunch of different bets set up here, and we're going to pick our winners in each one. Let's start off. Well, well, let's start off the game with it. Heads or tails? Um, I'm gonna get. If, I'm gonna put. If I were to bet on this legit, which I honestly might, I would drop my life savings on tails. Okay. Hey, write these down as we're doing this. I don't want to forget these. I want to see what happens Fair. with the game. We'll do. I'm going to ride with heads just because I want to fade you, number one. And number two, it has been tails five more times than it has been heads. And I know everybody always says tails never fails, but I'm feeling that this is it's, it's tails, dog. I can feel it in my bones. But then also, who wins the coin toss, the Bucks or the Chiefs? Oh, God, this is just so – God. Um – it's it's just guessing. It's just well, let's see, let's see. If I did my research correctly, the away team gets to make the call, and I believe the away team is the Chiefs. I could be completely wrong on this. If you're out there listening and you think I'm like super slow, I kind of am. But I think the away team's the Chiefs, and I think they get to make the toss or the the coin toss. So the winner will be tails, but the Chiefs are gonna call heads. Therefore, the Bucks are gonna get the ball first. Wow. Wow. Okay. I don't think that the Chiefs are going to call it right in the air. So I'll go with the Bucks too. I'll ride with you with the Bucks. That's fine. We agree on that one. But then also, the next question <laughs> who's going to call the first time out? <laughs> um, well, <laughs> I think. Okay. No, I, I actually – I think that you can predict this one. I think it's an easy pick. Okay, then go ahead, and then I'll go off you. Bruce Arians is going to call the first time out just because it's Bruce Arians. I'm going with the Bucks. Okay. Um, I'm going to go off you here too, though, because I think, again, the Chiefs will call heads. The Cointos will be tails. Oh, no, 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 no. Okay, no, I'm going to fade this. Look, the Chiefs will call heads. The Cointos will be tails. The Buccaneers will win – the toss, the Buccaneers will defer. Therefore, the Chiefs get the ball to start the game. What? Therefore, I'm calling the Chiefs to call the first time out. Why are you calling the Chiefs to call the first They're going to get the ball first. How does that happen? You think they're going to call a timeout? Well, the I, there's a better chance it says they start with the ball. I think they're going to, I think that the first timeout is going to be probably five minutes into the first quarter. And I think but it's you get be where lost. my logic's coming from. Okay. Kind of, but I don't think they're going to call a timeout their first possession okay, of the game. But let's just say, let's just say, well, there's a chance that they do. So I, I want the team that's going to get the ball first. So I'm kind of banking on it this year. All right, all right, that's fine. All right, okay. Next one, the first penalty of the game: holding, unsportsmanlike conduct, false start, offsides, or pass interference. And looking at the odds, the the biggest odds you can get is pass interference plus five seventy five. The lowest is holding plus two thirty. I'm gonna call the second highest one uh, offsides plus four fifty. Mm-hmm. Really? I uh offsides. I I kind of like false start. 
I kind of like a false start. I feel like I feel like it's not going to happen. The Chiefs aren't going to jump off. They aren't going to jump off sides, and they're not going to get a false start first drive because they went to the Super Bowl last year. They know what it's like to be in the Super Bowl. But the Bucks, as my father said last night, they're all besides Tom Brady, of course, they're all ooh, we're in the Super Bowl now. Wow, look at the pretty lights. They're going to be hyped up. They're going to be jumping off sides. Give me the Bucks with a false start. Okay. Well, again, going back to what I've been saying, I think the Chiefs are going to get the ball first. Therefore, I think the uh, offsides will work because they're going to be on defense versus the Buccaneers. Oh, okay. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe it lines up for you. <laughs> I don't see that. If this is my favorite one, I think that this might be my favorite uh, bet on the list. What color will the Gatorade be that is dumped on the winning coach? Blue, red, orange, yellow, purple, or clear water. Everybody wants to put orange because they're both orange in a sense. I orange is like the best Gatorade flavor, and that's no debate. I do like orange. But... Orange is really good. Um, and both teams have orange in it, so I can really see it being orange. That being said, that's orange is plus one twenty five. So you spend you, you bet a hundred to win one twenty five if it hits. Uh, everybody's gonna go orange. That's why I'm gonna go the second favorite, red, since they're both red. Plus three hundred. Give me red. So you're using team color to justify what? How else am I gonna do it? Drink. Give me. Oh my god! I. It's not purple. I think that we can both rule that out. It's not purple. That's what they want you to think. No man. way. No way it's purple, dude. There's no way. <laughs> Give me blue. I, I'm calling it blue. It's got to be, dude. What flavor is blue? Isn't it like blue raspberry It's like Glacier or something, or something right? Yeah. It's going to be that one. It's going to be like the blue powder that you put in and then you stir it up. It's gonna well, there's, be there's different I'm types of blue. blue. Are, you, are you talking Glacier Freeze? Are you talking Frost? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking blue. Who calls it by that? You only call it by the color. If you call Gatorade by the flavor, like if it's red and you call it shit. No, nobody calls Gatorade weird, by their flavor. Dude. But you, when you get it down to the specific color, and in this instance, what you're betting on, the color differs per the blue. So you call it like dark blue, light blue. No, no, no. I think if it's any shade of blue, it's fine. But how do you tell blue between purple? What do you mean I need to tell blue between purple? Who knows? Maybe, maybe they don't put in that much of the powder and it's a little <laughs> bit of a lighter purple. No, you can tell. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Okay. I'm, I'm riding with blue. I'm calling it. Okay. I called. But our next one up, how long will the national anthem be? Over one minute, 59 seconds or under a minute and 59 seconds? This is a good one. Um, first off, I'm looking up real quick. Who is singing the, the Super Bowl 2021 anthem? Eric Church and Jasmine Sullivan. Yeah, Eric Church. And I, I have some research about this. Jasmine Sullivan uh, sang the national anthem at the NHL Stadium Series. And it was way under a minute 59 seconds. I think they said like a minute 35. Do you really think that Eric Church is going to help stretch this? 
an extra twenty. Nah, I, I'm a big Eric Church fan. I have been for a little while. The country singer, he's good, but again, I don't see a country singer really helping stretch this time limit. If it was an opera singer, give me the over. I'm, I'm with like you the on under. the under. I'm cool with that. Okay, let's ride. Let's ride under a minute fifty nine seconds on the national anthem. Wow, we actually agreed on something. No, us. and very rare the, on the um, show, Ryan. We both called. Uh, what do we both call? We both have the same one for Bucks win coin toss. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. And this is another one. I think this is a no brainer as well. Will the scoring drive be shorter than the national anthem? I'm calling I yes. Call too. Yes. Yeah, dude. It's gonna be either at the end of the second half or it's gonna be a game winning drive. Well, they have to. They can score. get a field goal. That's you can Mahomes can go down there and, and Brady. They can both go down there in forty seconds and get a field goal. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. Take the yes all day. And now we have a we have a very fun. Okay. Also, how I talked about earlier, how I go to my friend's house every year. There's one of my other friends. Hi, Anthony. We have a joke. We have we've had an ongoing joke about the puppy bowl every year and how we pick sides. We say who's going to win. Well, this year we put a wager on it at 20 bucks, and now I'm bringing the question to Ryan. Team Fluff or I am Team, team rough? rough all the way, baby. Really? I'm Team Fluff. I believe Rough won last year. I don't see him doing it again. Also, the Puppy Bowl is very entertaining to watch. If you, It's before the game starts, so you don't have to worry about it cutting into the Super Bowl or anything. It is worth the watch. It's really funny. But give me fluff all day. No chance here. I got $20 on the fluff, boys. They're going to pull through. I don't think so, man. Team Rough won last year. And I think they're they're turning the tides for years to come. I think it's Team Rough. (laughs) It's a new (laughs) roster every year. Because they give away all the, which is actually a good thing about the puppy bulls, they give away all the puppies. That's so the cute. New families after it. Yeah, it's a great event, but Ruff's roster is lacking so hard this year. Give me fluff all day. <laughs> but now, on to the question that has just been growing this whole show. Ryan, who is winning? The Super Bowl. Oh, man. Here it comes, man. You got Brady, the GOAT, the six-time world champion. You have Mahomes, the young one, the already one-time world champion in his very short career. You could say the chosen one. one. You have what's about to be the past versus what's about to be or already is the future. These, I'm just creating headlines here left and right. I'm stalling too, but I'm trying to, yeah, I'm trying no. to add an emphasis, you know, dramatize it. I'm going, I'm going. Yeah, we'll keep going. Come down. Here in this game, we might never see Brady here again. Cherish the moment, okay? This is the greatest football player of all time. Cherish it. You may not see it again. Take it in. But what you're about to see on Sunday is the passing of the torch. Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs will defeat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in Super Bowl 2021. Thank you. 
Wow. Wow. What a statement to be made by me. That was a horrible statement. Here we go. Okay. You either pick a storyline in this game. As he said, you either pick the passing on the torch or you pick the GOAT to sustain his legacy and his name in football history as the greatest player to ever play of all time with no debate to it if he wins this Super Bowl. But this young one, the chosen one, people call him Patrick Mahomes, with his brother Jackson Mahomes cheering from the skybox. (laughs) (laughs) People are wondering, will he do it? Will Mahomes take down Brady, who is just a walking goat out on the field? But that goat, he turns around, boom, 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 shoots down Mahomes. Tom Brady will defend his home field in this game. And the Buccaneers will win their first Super Bowl, I think. (laughs) Right? I think it's their first Super Bowl. No, wait. I think if they won Man, what, what great research you've done. Hey, I They won in 03, dog. <laughs> they, they, yeah, they beat the Raiders. Really? Yes way. No way. Oh, wow, they did. They killed the Raiders. Ugh. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win their second, second Super Bowl. <laughs> they just they the win one. another one, too, or no? Just the one. Okay, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers will win their second Super Bowl. And Tom Brady will put his name in the history books as the greatest player of all time. I mean, he already is, but this will just like... Yeah, okay. Well, we differ on opinions here. I will say this. I think the Chiefs will win. I want the Bucs to win. I want Brady to win. Okay, I just think the Chiefs are going to get it done. You have to pay me $10. You are... God, man. Yeah, you're going to pay me $10. So I'm going to be right about the Chiefs, but I, I will be rooting. For... No, as we said earlier, as we said earlier, we bet $10 on the Super Bowl winner. And, you know, I roll with the Bucks. You're taking the Chiefs. It's going to be interesting. But also, one more question because we got to ask it. Who's your. Well, uh, since Super I'm choosing the Chiefs, I have Travis Kelsey as MVP. I don't think that there's any chance. There was another bet when I was looking through the sports book, and it was the, a player on the opposing team on the losing team wins uh, Super Bowl MVP. I don't think that that's going to happen. So I, I went with Brady. I think if the Bucks win, the only person who's going to win MVP is Tom Brady. But this is going to be an incredible game. I think that this has potential to be one of the best Super Bowls that we have ever seen as of recently. This is a huge matchup, huge for the history books. Just, just going to be a great game all around. And you guys are probably wondering, what are you guys going to do after after the NFL season's over, right? Well, guys, the podcast we're not we're not done for the year. We're not we're not just coming back next year. We have a full off season scheduled with future episodes. I'm looking at it right now. I'm not going to leak anything. But trust me, we got we got some banger episodes coming out very soon. As you guys know, every Wednesday at 7 o'clock, you can catch us live here on Anchor, on Spotify, on Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to it. You're welcome. 
we will supply you with your offseason NFL fix. And I'll leak one thing, a little bit of March Madness in there as well. A little bit of basketball, a little bit of basketball, especially March Madness. But we got a whole offseason plan. It has been a hell of an NFL season. Thank you all for listening from when we started back in week 13, week 12 of this podcast. This NFL season, this was honestly the only part of the year that kind of felt normal through everything, being serious for a second. Football brought a sense of normalcy to everybody. I just wanted to note that, and it it was a great year. A lot of twists, a lot of turns. Had a lot of fun this season. Yeah, man. You pretty, what about you pretty you, much summed it up. Football was a great break to – or a great way to take take a break from real life and just kind of live in the moment. Of course, my Texans sucked ass, but, you know, it's it's a beautiful thing, this game we have, and to be able to have a full season during a pandemic is pretty special. So can't wait to see who, who wins it all on Sunday. This season will be marked as one of the toughest seasons to do, but the NFL got it done. They delivered. And after this, we have to wait all the way till September. Oh, but we do have, we do have the free agency. We have the draft. We we got some stuff in the meantime. But just once again, I wanted to say thank you guys all so much for listening during this NFL season to stop the BS. Don't don't go anywhere soon though. We'll still be here every Wednesday at seven o'clock. Swank, any I don't final think words? so, man. You gotta get you got us good. All right. Thank you guys for listening. And for the last time this NFL season. Please no. Please I have don't. to end it this way. To end As always, bear down. Go Bucks on Sunday. Peace.